Welcome to our first Football Friday edition of Night Talk, a RU football podcast. That is because it is game week and we are talking Rutgers, Michigan State. I am Michael Lipinski, joined as always by Brett Halpern. Be sure to check us out on the Twitter machine at Night Talk Pod and at GL Stand Show, where we're talking all things football. Uh, first, my condolences to Brett. Actually, it shouldn't even be a condolence. I am so glad that the Philadelphia Eagles beat your New York Giants by one to make sure that you're still in the tank. And Rutgers alum Logan Ryan played a very good game, even if he did commit pass interference and and it wasn't called. Yeah, you know, it was uh, at least we still have a good draft uh, position or, you know, presumably we shall see. So for those of you who want to hear our take on that, go check us out on the Goal Line Stand show, glstand.podomatic.com where the goallinestand.com when it is working. We have, uh, it broke on Thursday, big breaking news in the world of Rutgers football. It is our first injury of the season. And I don't know if this is a good thing or a bad thing, but it is a coach. Jim Panagos, done for the year. He is getting a knee replacement. It was such a weird thing to see come across. And you texted it to me too. Yeah, well, I guess my thing is... um I don't quite understand why he still can't perform certain functions, I guess. That's that's just the only part about it that I'm a little confused about. There, It was real vague on – so he will not – it says he will not be coaching this year. He yeah. will still be mentoring, and he will still be able to recruit. Yeah. I don't know if there's maybe some kind of NCAA bylaw. I didn't look into it. And I haven't yeah. seen it written anywhere where maybe he's not allowed to, you know, coach from a cart or something like that and have one of the guys that would normally not be an on the field presence. Yeah. Uh, in this case, I guess it's uh, Jamal Westerman, right? He's. I think Charlie Noonan is now the. the he's the, the acting. He's the acting DL, uh, D-line right. coach. Westerman is the assistant. Okay, so maybe there is something there, and actually, they were moving Valone over as well, correct? I don't, well, I think he kind of goes back and forth, which is interesting. But that uh, you know, Greg yeah. knows better than me, so I I don't know. It was just interesting to see how this all came out because we had just spoken about how high we were on Panagos coming back and what yeah. he can do for the line. Like maybe it's just a bump in the road. It's just something oh. goofy. I don't know. All I know is if someone we talk about today needs a knee replacement, we have to, the podcast is over. And we will shut it down. <laughs> we will. We will. We, we're that crazy. Other news to come out uh, before we get into the game itself. Peyton Powell did not receive a waiver. He is not eligible. And it doesn't, since he's on the roster, at first I was like, what, is he not academically eligible? Was he not accepted into the school? It was really vaguely worded, but it sounds like he didn't get his waiver. Yeah. And that's why we're that's why he's not on the depth chart. There's a lot of question over that. Yeah, look, it, it sucks. Um, but I'm confident that we will see him in the program in the years to come. So you know it's uh and, and look we like we said in you know our first two shows, this is this is a marathon and not a sprint right now. So it's okay. It just yeah, gives it, it gives other people an opportunity to play. It's really not the end of the world. It's just weird that it, that the NCAA wouldn't be granting waivers. 
considering everything that's going on right now. They're given an extra year. You can't grant a waiver. It's because they're schmucks. And if we were to, I mean, you know, they, um, they are a backwards organization an inept organization. And, you know, you really shouldn't expect too much from them in terms of positive or thoughtful decisions. I would agree. I would agree. Other news to come out of Coach Shiano's press conference on Thursday, Aaron Lewis and Ireland Burke have received their waivers. They are available. Both of those players were who were highly thought of did not appear on the two deep. They, it could be a scenario where maybe they just got the waiver. We don't know. But it's going to be interesting to see what happens there. Is there maybe someone in a doghouse? This is just us speculating, yeah. you know, because specifically with someone like Ireland Burke, he was brought in and very highly thought of. I mean, almost everybody had him penciled in as a starter. Yeah, and and you did mention, and again, we do not have any facts as to this. We're just purely speculating for the sake of discussion. I do hope that neither of these guys is in the the vaunted Shiano doghouse because that is a a house that you can uh, stay at, stay in for several years. Uh, and there, there are players from yesteryear who definitely fit, you know, that description. And it's unfortunate. Again, we don't know. It could be, it could very well be that one of them has a little, a little ding, right? You know, they have all, I mean, frankly, a hamstring, who knows? Um, I'll be, you know, so, um, but I, I have to believe particularly Ireland Burke, uh, with that size that he would be someone you're going to use more. So we'll see. Absolutely. Uh, let's get to it. Saturday, October 24th. It's finally here. And as of right now, kickoff is scheduled for 12 p.m. in beautiful East Lansing, Michigan. The Rutgers Scarlet Knights, 10 and a half point dog as of right now going into this game. Now, both programs are, have new coaches, come, well, new, you know, in, in the case of Shiano, uh, obviously returning, but Rutgers has a new coach, excuse me, Michigan State, uh, Mel Tucker making his debut. Yep. Really, 10 and a half points? I, they, to me, they always, they just seem like they're closer than that. Well, I think it's a mixture of, you know, Rutgers hasn't done much to garner the respect of either lines makers or uh, really anyone in the college football world in recent years, you know, and I think Michigan state is also enjoying the fruits of labor of several years ago, particularly like when they made the college football playoffs, you know? So I think people sort of were like, Oh, it's Michigan state they made the college football playoffs a few years ago. So they can't be that terrible. But as, as you pointed out and, and we've discussed, uh, except for really one game since the Rutgers has come to the Big Ten, it has generally been close between these two teams, uh, and even up in East Lansing. So, yeah, you know that 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 uh, that line might be a little bit excessive, but look again, we, you know we are coming off a two-win season, followed by you know all the other things that we're coming off of. So, yeah, I think I think a little bit of disrespect should be expected at least for the first half of the season. All right. Uh, fair enough. I mean, I guess that's a good enough uh, explanation. Cargo pants really didn't do any wonders and didn't really help out. And the, obviously the reputation of the Scarlet Knights, 
Let's talk Michigan State real quick before we get into Rutgers. Uh, Much like Rutgers, they are keeping their quarterback situation a secret. Yeah. Brian Lewerke graduated. Mel Tucker has not named a replacement. Yeah. It's either going to be redshirt junior Rocky Lombardi. Fantastic name. Redshirt sophomore Theo Day or redshirt freshman Peyton Thorne. Yeah. Uh, They also have a true freshman on, on the roster, Noah Kim. All four of them have apparently been mentioned by Mel Tucker as potential starters in this game. Just typical coach speak. Yeah, and you know, it's interesting in that regard. So you have, as you mentioned, uh, even though Graciano is is technically returning, it is the first game of two different regimes going against one another. So, I mean, the tape that both coaching staffs are evaluating, well, obviously you're looking at prior year's tape of those players. I mean – for Michigan State, they're probably looking at Oklahoma State and Princeton offensive tape for Sean Gleason. And who knows? They might be even looking at 2012 and 2013 Tampa Bay Buccaneers tape for all we know. And for with Mel Tucker, I got to imagine, you know, they're watching a lot of uh, Colorado games. Uh, their defensive coordinator was the defensive coordinator at North Dakota State. So it's really interesting. There's a lot of unknowns in this game. This is like the unknown bowl, but I will say Rocky Lombardi. That's that's that really is a great. If for any other reason, I got to root for that kid because that's a great name. He has the most experience, but a lot of the Michigan beat writers think that Michigan State beat writers think that you're going to have a little bit of everybody, a little yeah. bit of everybody coming in. Michigan State returns running, starting running back Elijah Collins, uh, 222 carries a year ago right under a thousand yards and five touchdowns. Yeah. Well, I mean, look, Michigan state is, is always been known as I kind of view them as like Wisconsin light, right? They're, they're known to just be a grounded pound kind of team. Um, so that's kind of what we should expect. Uh, I know their offensive line is fairly experienced and I'd say that's the one, the one thing I'm worried about in this. I think the thing I'm worried about most in this matchup is the Michigan state offensive line against the Rutgers defensive line. Let's get into it. Let's get into the Rutgers side of the ball. Shiano has yet to announce a starting quarterback. I really don't know. There hasn't even been a leak. Isn't this amazing? I forgot what this was like when you really hear nothing coming out. Is it Art Sitkowski? Is it Noah Vedral? When is when it, when they take the is it both? It, it could be, be. How great would it be if in the first play they both come out? That would be pretty good. I'd love it. How great would it be if you get Vedral, Sitkowski, and then just just for shits and giggles, like pull Evan Simon and he actually takes a snap and the other two are split out wide. I thought you were going to say bring back Jabu Lovelace. Sorry. No, no, I don't think Lovelace has any eligibility. But who knows? The NCAA is granting stuff left and right. Yeah. When it really comes down to it, who do you see being the starter on this team tomorrow? Playing the you know, I still because I you know I think the offense is going to be a work in progress, and I I just, honestly more than anything I really pray for continuity. We need to have someone who's here for a few years, right? And because of that, I think you need smarts at the position, and you need quick decisions and someone who takes care of the ball. Unfortunately, that to me, at least right now, does not describe Art Sikowski, at least so far in his Rutgers career. 
he still has a chance to turn it around and I I'll be the first one to eat crow if I'm wrong uh and I'm I'm rooting for him but I think it's it's no of a draw for um I, I think it's just good to have that leadership that seniority there so that that's my choice you mentioned the offensive line how and we've talked about this the lines specifically for Rutgers they are not where they need to be right now. Yeah. How concerning is how concerned are you going into this game? Uh, Michigan State's defensive front versus Rutgers offensive front. I am so I know I re, I just mentioned I about a minute ago I mentioned the Michigan State offensive line and the Rutgers D-line. There it's because of Michigan State's abilities and because it's a it's a more of a senior group, an experienced group. With, with the Michigan State defensive line, it, it it doesn't quite have the same talent level that they've had and enjoyed over the last several years. Having said that, I am I'm you know obviously just worried about the Rutgers offensive line, irrespective of whomever they play this year. It, it's always going to be a concern until they prove us wrong, and that's what they're going to have to do. Offensively, a Rutgers wins this game if what? You know, I think you got to Pacheco runs over 100 yards and they control some. They actually either tie or are ahead with respect to possession, uh, time of possession. Let's talk. Let's stick with offense. Wide receiver wise. Yeah. We we had the anniversary uh, a couple uh, a couple days ago, maybe a week ago, of the infamous one yard passing game against Indiana. Yeah, I have a feeling we're not going to see that happen again. Is there? No, any they got game? a shot at two. They do have a shot at two. Do we have a breakout game from a true breakout game from a Bo Melton on uh, tomorrow on Saturday, or, or 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 is that that too gone too gone now? We just need him to play well. I, I think you will see a Bo Melton breakout game at some point this year. I just don't know how confidently I could say it's going to be tomorrow. Um, you know, I, I, I don't hate our wide receivers. I, I think it's I, – I do think that the talent level wide receiver is, start, is starting to come back to where it was or you know, maybe a little bit quicker than some of the other groups. And, I, you know, I – we talked a lot about this when we did all of our NFL previews on the goal line stand that sometimes when you have a wide receiver group, it's think of it like a basketball team. You like to have different kinds of players. I think Isaiah Washington is more of like the center power forward. Bo Melton, the straight line speed guy, Aaron Crookshank is going to be kind of the, the slot back uh, slot receiver in and out, get out of breaks quick, work the middle of the field, find small little areas in the zone, drop down. So I, I like the diversity in the wide receiver group. Is there anybody offensively that you are excited to watch play tomorrow? I think um, beyond the offensive line, because look, you and I we're we're line junkies, right? Um, yeah. I, my, the two that I'm, I well, okay. I always love, honestly, I just love watching Isaiah Pacheco play. I if would he agree. Plays football the right way. He, he runs right. angry. Greg Schiano said he is a Big Ten back, and I agree. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. But aside from him, the two that I'm looking forward to seeing, Aaron Cruikshank 
and Giovanni Haskins because I wanted I wanted Haskins on this team several years ago, and at least he finally made it back home. It's funny you say Haskins because I'm really looking to see what happens from the tight end position yeah. every year. It seems like, God, every year for the past uh, 10 years, Marcus has a really good chance at having a tight end here who can go and do something. If they yeah. just stick with that tight end, it's going to be great. Uh, and maybe for the first time in a couple of years uh, since Croft, yeah, I, since Tyler Croft, that might actually be the case. Uh, yeah. let's, move, let's move over defensive side of the ball. Michigan State, we talked about it. They're, they're going to be a run-first team. That's yeah. just who they are. There's a lot of unknowns at quarterbacks in, in their quarterback room. Who's going to play? Who's going to start? Rutgers wins this game defensively if? Got to win the turnover battle. And that that's an old Shiano staple. But, and that's something we haven't seen in not only during the Captain Cargo Pants era. Uh, I'm not calling it the other the – the other era. I'm calling it the Captain Cargo Pants. That's era. fine. And yeah, I, I got to come up with a name for Flood. But even it, 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 it precipitously dropped off after the 2012 season, which I, I really don't even attribute that success, that team's success to Kyle Flood. No, that was Shiano's team. I, it was Shiano's team, and, and it was those seniors just willed that to happen. Yeah, I agree with you. You mentioned the, the defensive line being a concern. How concerned? Is it just inexperience or is it like I see the step chart and I get concerned over the, the size? Yeah, that to me is. And, and honestly, I, I'm going to name one guy and I hope he shows up and he, he, uh, I don't, you know, he takes his Swedish anger and he just unleashes it on the Michigan State offensive line. That's Robert, Robin Yedverton. Yedverton. Uh, is that what it is? Uh, or is it your win? I'm just going to go Robin. Yeah, Robin J. Robbie, Robbie J. Robin Robbie J. J. Yeah, Robbie J. Um, go go, go get him, guy. <laughs> um, I, yeah, that's what worries me. Uh, you know, this is not 2006 and 2007, and they're not playing UConn and Cincinnati. This is the Big Ten. You need bulk. You need beef. You know, it's okay to have a little, have a belly in this division, in this, particularly this division, in this conference. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm okay with Dwayne Four. And, you know, look, and then on top of it, Julius Turner lost weight. I mean, by all means, after his career, I hope he is healthy and loses, you know, he's one of these linemen that shrinks. I didn't think we really needed him to shrink right now. So that's also interesting. It'll be interesting to see his game. I'm interested to see if Ireland Burke actually makes an appearance. I think it's going to be very, very telling. I know personally, I'm excited to see this linebacking core play. Yeah. I really want to see them get after. I want to see the return to the, the Rutgers football. We knew uh, yeah. that blue collar, is such a, a cliche term, but they were a hard nosed football team. Also fast. Yeah. And I, and I want to see that. Before we get into predictions, Michigan State wins this game if what? Other than scoring more points. Um, the scoring the points thing does make sense, though, I will say. Um, I th- Honestly, just controlling the line of scrimmage. This is an interesting matchup. I picked it on our goal line stand show as one of my college games to watch because I think yeah. it is very even. I understand the line from Vegas. But to me, it's a little bit uh, its a little bit of a slap in the face. I think these two teams are a little bit closer than a lot of people 
really expect. I think this is going to be one of those prototypical Rutgers, Michigan state games. It's going to be entertaining outside of the 27, nothing, uh, Kyle, not Kyle flood, uh, Chris Ash game from what a year. Or, uh, probably wasn't even Ash. That was Nunzio Nunzio from, yeah. uh, from what a year ago. Your just your thoughts. Who comes out on this? Do we get a do we get a shocker? Do we get the first win under under Greg Schiano 2.0, or are we going to be disappointed? Well, I'm, I think also being disappointed, it's also relative. Um, I, I think this game is either going to be like a three to six point game one way or another, or it's going to be a Michigan State blowout. That's, that's sort of my feeling about it. Um, having said that. I'm kind of leaning towards a like a 17-13 Michigan State win right now. I, I just think it's it's a tall order to go up to East Lansing and look. It's nice that there's not going to be seventy thousand people in the crowd. Um, you know that's something else we have to take into consideration. Rutgers isn't going to have to face that kind of crowd all year, which is nice um, and. So, look, you know, I just I want to see better football, a better level of football. And, and that also, you know, another area we didn't get into that also includes the special teams. I'm really excited to see the Shiano brand, the special teams back. Get after I am it. Just get aggressive. I am hoping to see a blocked punt or a blocked field goal. Yeah. That'd be nice. happen, but it would be nice. Yeah. You know, call me bullish. Call me a homer. I really feel. This is a team that has now had the chance to prepare for this game for almost a month. Yeah. And I feel like there's a group of kids that want to prove that they belong and that are really going to go out and fight for the school and for this coach. I agree with your 17-13 assessment. I'm going to go more like it's going to be close. I am going to go 20. I can't believe they're actually going to score 20 points, but 20 to 17 Rutgers. I think you get a Davidovich field goal. It's going to be one of those things where you say, holy shit, we got a kicker that just kicked a, a, a winning field goal. Hey, look, you know that I, above everything, I hope you're right. I'm just honestly, I'm looking forward to, I feel like at the end of the Kyle Flood era and then Captain Cargo Pants era, we just, I'm not going to get into the full term, but we just took it, right? We would get, we would get smacked in the mouth. It's time for us to go hit. It's time for us to go show what Rutgers can do, what New Jersey can do, what these kids can do, and just get after it, right? And it's also interesting that it's Michigan State because there's actually, and this is going to show up more next year perhaps, there is actually a lot of bad blood brewing between the, and we're not going to use specific names uh, as we've mentioned before, but there is bad blood brewing between the commits for both states and some of the New Jersey commits at Michigan State are talking crap about Rutgers and things of that nature. By the way, I would also like to add for to those kids, I, and, you know, look, we don't root against people unless they go to, you know, TTFP. Um, but having said that, New Jersey players have not had the best history going to Michigan State. There's been a lot of top play. I can't, you know, Cam Chambers, Gerald, um, what was the name? The, the the big fullback from West Effort, Gerald oh, Owens. Yeah, yeah, yep. I, I'm just I'm just saying, you know, like you could you could also. I'm just saying, you know, you have a great education at home too. 
to show up for your home state. But anyways, it's it, it's just it's time that we you know they feel our presence and let's go smack some people in the mouth. Let's get after it. That's what I I'm agree. looking forward to. I agree with you on the goal line stand. We give out four pretzels in a lap. Pretzels good, lap bad. We aren't necessarily going to be sending someone on the lap, but we are going to be giving out on offense and defensive side and maybe the special teams each week, the golden fat sandwich award. Mm -hmm. So each week we're going to go give a, a fat sandwich award to a player that we think deserves it. Tune in for that on Monday when we wrap up this whole thing and preview what we have coming up next week. Until then, I'm Mike. That's Brett. Give us a follow at Night Talk Pod. Keep shopping. And uh, hey, go are you.